Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Doctor Who. I am here. Oh, by, by the way, my name is Link. I am here with Light. Hello. Jen. Hello. And Moose. Howdy, folks. Again, uh, Jack's man was not able to meet it, uh, meet us today, but that's okay. We are going to be reviewing Dalek, the very first episode with Dalek, with a Dalek. Dalek. Yes, very nice. What did everyone think about it? Should we do a summary first? Let's do a summary first. Thank you for always reminding me about the summary. Of course. Of course. Jen, would you like to do the summary this time? Not really, no. no. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> All right, Light, you're really good at doing summaries, oh, so how about have you, have you uh, round this one up again? Great. All right. Well, this episode begins with Rose and the Doctor showing up in a completely random place, which happens to be a su- extremely significant place for the series in a few years, but that's not a summary of this episode. That's future. But they're in Salt Lake City, underground, in an alien-ridden zone, uh, which happens to be a sort of museum with, for a rich snob who happens to like owning very expensive museums. So this rich snob happens to have captured a Dalek, and the Doctor realizes this and proceeds to scream at it for much of the episode while it slaughters everybody within, and then it decides that it doesn't want to kill Rose, and Rose survives and convinces it to let other people survive, and then the Dalek kills itself. (coughs) That, in a nutshell, is this episode. Right. I think it's good to note that the reason why the Dalek didn't want to kill Rose was because Rose imprinted some of her DNA onto the Dalek. So, she, so the Dalek became part human Indeed. in that aspect. And the reason why it, it eventually died was because it felt the uh, human DNA. So, yeah, uh, I absolutely love this episode. I think this is really the first episode that really has both feet both feet <laughs> has both feet Feetsies. has both feet planted in what doctor who really is all about at least personally for me uh funny story i actually started moose on this episode and she hates me to this day for it exactly <laughs> all i could think about was why is this man so angry towards this alien i don't understand why is it shouting at him and so because of that, I did not want to watch Doctor Who for a very long time. I kind of blame myself for that. You should blame yourself. It's entirely your fault. But the important thing is, is that it eventually came around full circle. And you started me off on an actual good episode eventually. Actually, I think the episode where I really started to enjoy Doctor Who was um, yeah, Blink. Mm-hmm. That was the one. And then from there, I continue to date you so i could watch the next episode of doctor who and yet you throw that in my face once again as i previously as i stated to blave so you really related well with rose's attitude in this episode why why is everyone mad exactly i just i didn't understand and i'm like rose is the only person that has her head screwed on straight in this episode i mean she clearly knows what's going on this girl knows what's up Mm mm-hmm what about everyone else? What did you feel about this? I love it. I love the Daleks. They're my favorite villain. Really? Ever. Yeah. I just, their little shape and their little voice, they're absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. In, like once you actually think about them and the fact that they hate 
the entire world and are very, oh, what's the word? Prejudice. I was going to say racist, but yeah. Racist, prejudice, <laughs> all of the above. But yeah. you can always count on them to be a little tin box with a little blue light. Mm-hmm. That's very true. That's very true. I heard a review at one point uh, from someone I follow on YouTube where it said, uh, he said that the episodes where there's just one or two Daleks are a lot more interesting to him than episodes with thousands upon thousands oh, of Daleks because definitely. you know what mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. with thousands upon thousands of Daleks. You know, the doctor's going to win. But if there's only one, then it becomes like a, a one-on-one battle. Oh, definitely. And it's it's more interesting, especially for the storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what I'm what I think of is uh, Daleks in Manhattan. That episode where where there's only a few uh, Daleks. Is that the pig I, episode? Yes. Yes. Oh, you know, episode. I kind of think of this episode as a foreshadowing of what is to come with the Daleks, mm-hmm. since they do have that first interaction with human DNA, and that this this episode allows them to feel something else besides pure hatred. Yeah. You know, they're able to feel, feel fear. They're able to feel compassion. Mm -hmm. And that right there, that is truly astounding. It's true. It's very true. I think that's a really interesting theme that, I mean, I think every time we see the Daleks, they mention that the contrast of hate versus basically emotion, almost like a, like the film equilibrium or something like trying to rid yourself of all emotion. Mm Mm-hmm eliminates not only like like the doctor or the dalek said he's like once he got emotion he got ideas but he also got darkness mm-hmm. and that just kind of their summary of humanity in that way is really interesting that's something i really liked and like as a continuing theme with the daleks i also like how the dalek has an existential crisis yeah yeah absolutely what am i what do i do what else Jean-Bage? is there well, i think it's interesting that they say that their Daleks don't have emotion whatsoever, but they still have hate, mm-hmm. which I suppose may be a little bit stronger than you know regular emotions. But I don't know. I don't. I don't really understand that that thought process of well, they don't have emotions, but they can still hate. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, you know, engineering. They've been engineered that Thanks way. Thanks a lot, Davros. Spoilers. Confusing. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, I think it was interesting that they foreshadowed Cyberman and he called mm-hmm. he, called the Cyberman an old friend before he called them an enemy. Right. It's like there's nothing there's more there's nothing more than other than Daleks as like the quintessential enemy of the Doctor. Mm-hmm. If if you had to choose link between a Dalek or a Cyberman, which one are you more afraid of? That's a very good question. Actually, this is... The, the, I want this question to go around the table. Well, I think... Okay, so if I was in the world of Doctor Who and I was confronted by one of the two, I would be more afraid of the Cybermen, personally, because you get assimilated into their race, whereas with the Dalek, you just die. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. what I say. Likewise. I, Yeah, I would much rather face off against a Dalek, find it incredibly less uh, terrifying mm-hmm. than just a, a Cyberman. Same goes for me. I'd rather die than be turned into a monster. Ah, yes. Yeah, so Moose. bunch of Cybermen are we. <laughs> <laughs> 
What would you What would you do? Oh well, for me, the Cybermen have always definitely inspired more fear. Because, um, as as we will see in the next series, um, with the mis the mischief that David Tennant gets in with the Cybermen. Oh yeah, absolutely. That the- well, him and um, uh, I'm blanking on the name. The guy after Tennant. Wow. Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Thank you. Yes. Wow. Oh my him goodness. And Matt Smith get they really get, get deep. through the ringer. Yeah. With the Cybermen. Mm-hmm. But I, oh yeah. Exactly. Although we we can you know you can say that for for David Tennant's Doctor the Cybermen are definitely his enemy during that. That's true. Yeah. His entire run. Mm-hmm. And Eccleston really has this going on with the Daleks. Right. That's very true. That's very true. Van Staten is a character that you just love to hate. You mean a tool? Yes, that's another word for that. Can you really call him a character? Mm, mm, no. Let me just go see what's in the shed. Oh, look, it's Van Staten. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. I thought of it myself. Which no. I, yeah, I think yeah he is a gigantic tool. But it's one like he did his job well. Like he was he was there so that you would be upset with him. Exactly. I think I. I gotta say, who the the actor that plays him? He has a great American accent. Oh, he's not actually American. Well, I don't know. I assume that he's not because you know this is filmed in Cardiff. Well, I suppose at this point they don't have the uh, the monetary budget for bringing people over. Well, they right. Don't actually, and, fly to Salt Lake City. No, yeah. Go underground. Yeah. Sorry to burst yeah. anyone's bubble, but as oh man, as I understand how the movie industry works, <laughs> <laughs> they probably did not fly anyone in, and in fact. Probably with this entire, well, with the entire show, I can't imagine them actually flying anyone in, unless it was maybe, like a maybe big later. name. Maybe later. But like, you know, it'd have to be a big, big name yeah. for them to actually bother flying them in, because with the British equivalent of SAG, I'm sure is very similar to our own here in America, and they're cheap. They will no, no budget restrictions. So I, lo- I loved the one English kid that they're like, "Yep, we're gonna keep him on for two episodes." So not going to have him fake an accent yeah yeah just going to keep him as the english kid yeah i could see it going one of two ways one he couldn't do a very good american accent Mm -hmm. or they wanted that as a quote-unquote love connection with rose Mm -hmm. because oh they're both british they're both british they should fall in love Uh, obviously that's how that works right exactly well if you go you go anywhere and you're like oh you know this person is also from this place you should both have babies Right. That's that's how anybody. <laughs> you, you're you're from this country. Oh my goodness! I know this person. Do you know that person yeah. too? I once went to this this one wedding with with that country. Oh, you must know that that person that got married. No, no, no I don't. No. They live in California. Uh, on one hand, I really enjoy the doctor's reaction to the Dalek, but on the other, I feel like even for the doctor's uh, standards, he was super mean. To the Dalek, especially because this is our first interaction with Daleks. If we didn't already previously see like the right, right, downright vicious. Yeah, I mean there is like seething anger coming from the Doctor, and we know him to be, you know, very level-headed. Yeah, usually a pretty nice guy. He can see things for what they are Mm -hmm. and control his emotions. But with this, he just goes off the, you know, off the wall. See, for me, I thought this made him a little bit more believable. 
Because in the past, he's always been like this kind of puppy kind of a person that's just like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, let me solve this problem. And Mm. I'm not really bothered by anything. And finally, we see him get angry about Mm. something. And like, that's very true. Just like he loses this like godlike stance of impartiality and just like gets bitter Mm. and rageful. So are you saying this episode makes the doctor more human? Ooh, (laughs) I like it. I like it. Well, that, that's another reason why I liked that that reaction too, is because it did kind of give you uh, a glimpse into a side of the doctor that you haven't mm-hmm. seen yet. Oh, and I want to bring up that is this the only episode that we will ever see the doctor with a gun? No. 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 Is there the, the one? Crash of the Byzantium? He has a gun too. Oh, okay, I couldn't remember that. And okay. I'm pretty sure that there's a couple of other episodes too, but yeah, he's been especially in the first couple of episodes, he's a lot less. Uh, angry about guns. Yeah. Especially with Tennant and Smith. Mm-hmm. They both do not like guns. Harsh stands of no guns no whatsoever. Guns. No guns. Let's see. Can we point out how many people died before the fact that he actually told them how to defeat the Dalek with guns? Because there yeah. was an entire room full of people before. He's like, oh, by the way, you should probably aim at the eye. <laughs> and then and then the guy is like, oh, I think I know how to how to kill a tin soldier. Like, okay, well, first of all, let's actually trust the guy who knows what the name of the tin soldier is. Yeah. He's killed a hundred-ish people so far. Yeah. That have all been shooting at, like, I don't know if that soldier just wasn't briefed on what was happening or... Although, did they actually have the access, um, or did they have enough power so they could communicate with them that were lower down in the bunker? Well, at that point they did, but... Later on, maybe not. The doctor was communicating from the top floor. They were right. only a couple floors. I don't know. Because, you know, for a while I feel because the Dalek had just, like, absorbed everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I, I wonder if they still weren't on backup power yet, in, in, you know, to give them the capability of communicating. Hey, aim for the eye stocks. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, he did, he, oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I don't know. I I had a note. Oh, stupid Rose touching the Dalek. She was explicitly told not to go anywhere near the Dalek, and she's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry for you." She doesn't follow directions. She she never has. Yeah. What counts as too close? She Rose has a lot of compassion, and I would like to bring up that at the beginning of this episode, she finally asks a good question and says, or and asks, "When are we?" Mm Hmm. Way to go, Rose. First smart thing I've heard you say. I thought it was really interesting that her first thought again, well, not quite again being a first thought, but again, she first thinks of herself. Like, on the on, at the end of the world, she was like, oh, I'm dead. I would be super old by now. Mm-hmm. And her mm. first thought, first I'd be thing she says, I'd be tw- I'm, 26. I'm 26 Yeah, I think in this it- episode. I'm like, I honestly don't believe I would think of that. I think for At her, least especially not very fr- not the first first yeah I think for her she's trying to put herself in this actual context of what year it is to 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 help her try and understand yeah when in the world she is yeah. that makes sense makes sense I can definitely see her trying to wrap her mind around it via that mm-hmm. way like oh I'm not dead finally or right I actually have been born and I'm surviving like, yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's an interesting perspective. Mm-hmm. I remember when I first saw this episode, um, I wasn't all that impressed with it 
for the most part. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, well, I mean, it's a good, it's a good episode. It's a very good episode. I, I did like it, but the actual Dalek itself wasn't very dangerous to me, even though it killed all the things. It's like, really? It's like it's slow, so you can just run from it, and it only has one little shooty beamy thing. One so, whisk. One whisk. Yeah. And one a whisk and a plunger. What are you gonna do? Plunger me to death? Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's actually, exactly I am. what he does. But one. Uh, one scene that really got to me when I first saw it was the the fire sprinklers mm-hmm. and how the Dalek used the fire sprinklers oh to electrocute like everyone on that on that floor. Like, oh, okay, now I know that this this thing means business. Mm-hmm. That's what really did it for me. It got down to business to defeat the Huns. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's 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 there in there somewhere. Uh, his quote or his, his comment, the Dalek's comment, you would make a good Dalek. That means a lot more now that I've seen all of the other episodes. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, and he starts off with, we are the same too. Like mm-hmm. they're really pushing on that from mm-hmm. square one. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, you said something about the Rose not using her tongue anymore this time. Yes. Um, on a scale of one to five, this episode, one being the best and five being the worst, she did an outstanding one Ooh. for the first time. Way to go, Rose. She didn't use her tongue to show an emotion at all. Finally. Although I, I wonder if she did at the, uh, at like when we, when the camera wasn't on her. Oh, maybe. Because she did a lot <laughs> of flirting in this scenes, episode. That kind of stuff. If you could call that flirting, yeah, that was really awful flirting. Really? <laughs> oh, so what do you think of the people that have s- claimed to have been inside a spaceship? Because I'm one of them. Yeah, that's oh. true. That's true. I would like to know that. I would, I'd like to start keeping a running tally of what color sweater the doctor is wearing. Isn't it black? No, you wore a green sweater this time. Oh. Or as I actually wrote, a green mm. jumper. Green jumper, yes, of course. Mm. Because I was being British. I like this jumper. jumper. A green jumper. I, the question that I had for this episode was, you know, they barely had enough power to close the bulkhead doors in the first place. <laughs> Thank you. How did they have enough power to open them back up? Because right. it's the doctor and he can do whatever the he bulkheads wants. bulkheads were a terrible part of this. Yeah. He couldn't, like, he, the Dalek is so slow, like you were saying, and so far behind them. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can wait until they're safe or uh, right. there's... That that made very little sense in this episode, right? And then at the at the very end, we finally see what the Dalek looks like, the original flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> Do you know why we see what the Dalek looks like? Why is that? Because victory should be naked. Yes. <laughs> all By the think. way, we are making merchandise with that on uh, t-shirts and mugs and however else we want it. So. I would like to create a piece of merchandise um, with a Dalek, you know, exposed from its metal casing. Well, like, dirty. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I want, it, I want it to have, like, sunscreen on part of its face and with, you know, a single sunglass covering its one <laughs> eye and, like, on the beaches of Hawaii just laying out and with, like, a little coconut drink with an umbrella. Just having a great time. Relaxing. How do we know that that would be a Dalek, though? Well, I just, because we see the Dalek, you know, we see its actual person, and I just, I see him laying on a beach somewhere. Maybe it's Fiji. Maybe it's not Hawaii. Maybe it's Fiji. But with, you know, like a nice exotic drink, having a good time, you know, after a very long time war. 
We'll, t- we'll talk Rest to Jack. I was waiting for like a punchline or something. But yeah, no, I don't so have a punchline. We, we could put words on there like, how does it feel? Or yes. Something. Yes. How does it feel? But I, honestly, I just, <laughs> as as its little tentacles, we'll just, we're just like playing in the sunlight. I'm like, <laughs> I just want you to be on the beach somewhere. You're so you, cute with some with the sunglass. Really? You thought, uh, I was going to say, oh, okay. With the sunglass, I could see that, but it's like, it no, It needs to have that's sunglasses. Not, that's not cute. No, it needs to have sunglasses and some sunscreen because okay. sun care is very important, people. Mm. SPF every single day. I don't care if it's winter. Mm. No matter which hemisphere you live in, you need to have sunscreen on. Sun care. Thank, Thank you, for you Mom. <laughs> You're welcome. This has been brought to you by Coppertone. No, just kidding. It hasn't been. <laughs> Let's let's not get into legal trouble on that one. Anyways, okay, so at the very end of the episode, the the Dalek uh blows itself up, basically for lack of a better term. Or or, or uh does it? exterminates itself. Or it looks like it did. And and the thing that I thought was that's the probably the nicest way for the Dalek to destroy itself. Mm-hmm. The way that it did, because it had its little orbs and it came the orbs came off of the the creature and uh, shield shielded everything else while it exploded, or did it? I'm going off of the fact that it probably did. Yeah. I think. But yeah, I mean, it could have killed everybody, and they yeah, that's what I thought. Like, it could have detonated the entire facility. Why did it not? Although I suppose it was having questions of, you know, who am I? And oh, yeah, it was quote unquote contaminated. Mm. Yeah, that's feelings. very true. It's very mm-hmm. true. Mm-hmm. Nasty, nasty feelings. I do have to bring up before the end of this, a thing that we've all been skipping over for a very good reason is my least favorite thing in the entire episode is that torture scene with the doctor. Mm. There's no reason for any of that. There's no, there's no prologue to it. There's no wrap up of it. There's no moving from something else to the torture scene. There's, it's just a laser looking at his hearts. There's Mm -hmm. it's like, it, that was a terrible scene that did not belong in any kind of storyline. Although for us mere mortals, we finally learned that the doctor has two hearts. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, That is true. I guess that's, that would be really the only reason why that scene really makes any sense. Yeah. Although I don't feel like, like you said, I don't feel like it really needed to happen in order to see that he has two hearts. Yeah, not not at all. Yeah. And it didn't have to be a torture scene. <laughs> right. They could have nicely done it. <laughs> Wouldn't have been as exciting, you know? Oh, here, here's the doctor in what looks like half of a bed sheet and just laying down in front of an x-ray table. Well, gotta say, Christopher Eccleston, mm, dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> Did really? you say dat bod no, or dad? dad? Dad bod. He does have a dad body. As in father, dad bod. Mm. He probably is. Just needs a polo. And golf clubs and... One single golf glove. golf golf utensil, yeah. <laughs> it's like a, like a Swiss Army, a Swiss yeah. Army knife with golf. Yeah, yeah. I do have to question though. Rose goes, "Where is the doctor?" And rather than going to find the doctor, she goes straight towards the Dalek. Like I don't know, she knows things are going poorly, but rather than find the doctor, who is an alien who is with a guy who likes to collect alien things, she seems a little bit more worried about. This unknown the, the matter Dalek, than yeah. the doctor. Well, when in doubt, trust the alien. Don't trust humans. Trust the alien. I think it would have been an interesting, an interesting scene change 
if instead of like what you're saying, she goes straight to the Dalek, she goes straight to the doctor and then both the doctor and Rose have that scene where mm-hmm. they're, they're in the, the chamber and then she touches the, uh, the Dalek and everything happens the same way. But I think that that would be an interesting option. I think, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Or the doctor would have died. Yeah. Yeah. And then Just, we then we would have gotten the tenant that much quicker. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but the, you said the doctor would die, and then I thought, oh no, then the series would be over. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. But then that that other I, guy, I forgot. <laughs> that other guy really didn't do much in that scene. I agree. Like, if the doctor was there, it would have been a much more interesting scene because yeah. the, the English kid just didn't. He just stood there. Right. Then after she touched it, she, he's like, oh, wait, no, no, don't. <laughs> no, don't. Oh, no. Thanks, Willy Wonka. No, no stop, stop, please. <laughs> well, don't, don't do it. That's fine. All right. Any closing remarks on this episode? We're a little, a little early, but that's all right. It stood out to me that the doctor uses uh, generic human terms when he refers to things, such as he referred to the Time Lords as my people. Mm-hmm. Which technically they're not people. They're not at all. And like I don't think that would be a term that anyone would use habitually outside of Earth. So yeah, it's a writing thing, but it's also I just I find it interesting that 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 was I guess overlooked mm-hmm. or not thought through. Just because it I, I can't think of a way in which it makes sense. I've been trying. <laughs> Right. Like, I don't think he would ever say that. Maybe the TARDIS translation matrix. That was my only suggestion. But. Hmm. That's hmm, interesting. I mean, it does sound better than my race is dead. That kind of a thing. My people, my race. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like he says my race at one point, though. That's true. He might. I'm not. I don't remember, though. Although, is this a good time to point out that uh, not all Gallifreyans are Time Lords? Are they not? No. They're not? Mm-mm. Spoilers. Hmm. Or is it... To me. Okay, <laughs> how... I didn't know that, actually. I don't think. Yeah, no, being a Time Lord is, like, is something super special to be actually on Gallifrey. And just because you live on Gallifrey does not mean that you are a Time Lord. Time Lord, at least from my understanding of some of the things that I have read on the interwebs. On the on the inner... Inner, inner blags? Yes. Hmm. On the on the inner blags. Interesting. So, how? What's the difference? I, yeah, this is when my memory is going to fail me, oh, okay. and you're going to ask more specific questions, and I'm not going to be able to answer them. But I want to know. And then I'm going to look stupid, and no, then, then I regret enough. bringing everything up. But no, that's not, I mean, that's not what just I meant. because you're from Gallifrey does not mean that you are a Time Lord. Although, because you do point out that he says "my people," light, I would I would like to counter that with. Um, you know, Rose says in like the first episode of, but you look human. And he says, you look time Lord. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, maybe that's something that's been passed down because of the humanoid appearance. Perhaps. Hmm. With the, my people line. They do have like a, a thing later where the, those trying to be time Lords as well. Try like they stare into time mm-hmm. itself and some of them don't make it. So, I mean, I would say that might be part of the, change or the difference like those that can handle it they're like oh you're a time lord yeah there's yeah nope Hmm. sorry interesting jen no oh jen jen do you have any uh closing remarks on this episode you know i have to say for all rose's faults she is really calm in the face of death 
Mm-hmm. That was something that stood out to me. Like she, she didn't whimper. She didn't beg. She just like like do it then. You haven't killed me yet. Yeah, come on, like yeah. stop playing with me here. Mm-hmm. And she is really caring. Like she takes time to mention to the doctor, it's not your fault. Mm-hmm. So, I just yeah. I don't know. I just thought that was incredible for a girl of 19. That is very true. She is very mature for her age in that regard. Agreed. All right. Well, if anybody else has anything else to say, we can wrap this up. I would love to wrap it up. I have a very rowdy dog. Yeah, you do. On my hand. (laughs) Yeah, you do. That is biting me. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening to this episode of Talk to Who. We'll be back next week with What's the new episode name? Do we uh, remember? Oh, no. I don't. No, I don't. It's the one with the news station. Ah, uh, yeah, with the, the editor. That's right. In the top. Well, we're just going to we're gonna go with that for right now. <laughs> this has been Link. Light. Jen. Moose. And thank you all for listening. Thanks. Bye. Bye.